Hey, 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 good morning. Monday morning, a follow-up podcast. Yes, yesterday was a bit dicey, a bit dicey, as they say in England. Do you know that one? Do you know that expression? Hey, welcome to the Buddy's Owner, Arizona Schnoodle Walks. That is a long name for a podcast. Come on, bud. Yeah, that's a long name for a podcast. But it's Monday morning, and... uh it's chilly out here in Arizona. It's 61. I was actually up earlier, much earlier, and um, it was 63. And now the sun is up, and uh, it's getting warm. So I'm going to start to walk with a sweatshirt on. Here you go, bud. Buddy, buddy, get the harness. We're getting the harness on bud. Bud's got the harness so it actually cooled off already. It's like down to 61. Chile. And uh, the, uh, that's the odd. That's where my garbage stuff flew out. It's probably because it's windy out and the garbage trucks came today. A little bit windy. But it's another clear sky. So we've got a few little faint clouds. Um, out here and uh, just but it mostly blue skies sun's up oh that feels good a little warmth so this is my first walk with a sweatshirt on wow <laughs> it's i still got shorts though on shorts but I, i'm in chilly actually i don't know maybe you can hear it in my voice whoa dulcet chills Dulcet tones, dulcet, dulcet, dulcet. And Bud is chipper. He is like really excited to go for his walk. He loves his morning walks, don't you, Bud? So, um, yeah, yesterday, um, <laughs> I think I did a podcast. I'm not sure what it, called, what it was called. But it's dry. I guess there's a lot of drama, right? Drama, drama, drama. It was a quick one. I did make it to the Luther Church. I think I talked about it. And I had this hesitation about going, but, uh, you know, I said, hey, I just feel the call to go to the Luther Church. And it was kind of cool. There was no, there were candles, but I didn't see, like, acolytes coming out, lighting the candles. And it's like a micro group. It's probably like 60 to 80 people. It's really tiny, but it's got a beautiful location. There was such symbolic experience for me by myself there and it was just really kind of cool you know <laughs> there's like a 33 year old pastor what a contrast <laughs> we had the 35 year old pastor came in and he was going to tell us that you know he's observing like yeah you guys are doing jack some of you are doing jack for jesus man <laughs> so you yeah. got you got one 35-year-old pastor from the Southern Baptist Convention who's like all all fired up and he's like got it all together, man. And he's telling us like that, you know, some of us, you know, you guys are doing jack for Jesus, you know. <laughs> what a contrast. This 33-year-old pastor was uh, humble, just doing his job, so to speak, right? And uh, probably a really interesting dude. And, uh, the, you know, the service is Lutheran. It's 
I guess the fancy word is liturgical. <laughs> Whatever that is, you know, and I'm sure there's, you know, there's people say, yeah, it's liturgical service, you know. And uh, yeah, so there's like a uh, two kind of significant um, observations. Well, there's probably even more than that, but the, the two. But he doesn't like those garbage trucks. Man, Bud, he's got to hold on tight to that uh, leash on Bud. He almost ran right into that truck. He's going to bark. He's not barking, I'm surprised. Maybe it's a little too cold for him to bark. And uh, so the liturgical part of the service is they have a, a pretty big pamphlet they hand out and it, and it goes through the whole service everything you're going to do and it's like exactly one hour long it was really it's like there was like the okay we're going to do the service it's one hour that's it boom yeah and and it was very little commentary from the pastor it's just you know, this is what we're reading. We're reading some Ecclesiastes, then we're gonna read some Hebrews, sing a couple songs, do a prayer, and that was it. Morning. How you doing, sir? All right. What's your job today, man? I want to change the, the furnace. Furnace? Yeah, AC. AC. You got to change it. Yeah. Wow. Oh, sorry. One. Okay. All right. Alright, changing the third. That was a house being sold. It's probably one of these inspections that said, well, we'll buy the house, but uh, you got to change the AC. So the guy's probably like, alright, I'll drop five grand. Five, ten grand on changing the AC. And there's a dog well-behaved in the garage. Not coming out. Oh, he's starting to come out. <laughs> Morning. <laughs> so yeah, liturgical service. What was I saying? Oh yeah, follow the brochure. So whoa, dog! Ho ho! Almost tripped on Bud's leash there. Um. So I, I look at this brochure. It's like wow. It's like a it's like a phone book. I mean, I'm exaggerating, of course, but so one one church gives you like one slight piece of paper that's smaller than eight and a half by eleven. This one gives you. A, like 15 pages of stuff, which is the whole service. It's kind of nice. I got it home. So on the cover, the cover of the, uh, the order of service is uh, at the upper left corner. Is like It says the 20th week after Pentecost. And I was like, wow, wow, that is so cool. And the reason it's so cool to me is this Lutheran um, church obviously is, has a pretty direct connection to Germany, Germany since, since Martin Luther's German, right? I mean, that would take a rocket science to figure, <laughs> figure that out. <laughs> so, oh, we're Lutheran? Oh, yeah, no, no, we have nothing to do with Germany, no. No, it all it has a, a connection there. But anyway, so yeah, the the twentieth week 
after Pentecost. I thought, that is so cool. Because I was in Dresden uh, on Pentecost. Yeah. At a, probably a Lutheran church of some kind. But I was in the Frauenkirche. The Frauenkirche in Dresden. So that was special. And now that 20 weeks later, I'm, uh, I ventured into this Lamb of God, Lutheran Church, and uh, I, they, they, because this is Arizona, there was like this, this also this rocky, rocky zone, and the rocks were piled up behind the. Uh, when you describe it, the altar, so to speak. So there's big windows. It's kind of an interesting church. So there's big windows as you're facing the front of the church or front of the altar. And there's big boulders of rock on the outside because it's sort of like on this edge of Arizona mountains. So Arizona mountains are basically just piles, <laughs> piles of rock. So, they're not like the hills are alive with the sound of music. You know, it's not it's not this uh, massive alp alpine mountain areas with green grass. It's it's piles of rock, <laughs> boulders, boulders. And so I'm looking at that boulders out the window during the service. I'm like looking out the window. And it's, I'm like, hey, that that's like the rubble. It looks like a bunch of rubble. And I'm like, Dresden, yeah, there's connection. Yeah, it's the, the church, the Frauenkirche, all torn down and the the piles of rocks and rebuilding the, the uh, Frauenkirche thing. So, um, yeah, and, and then just hung out with people. We had a lunch. We call it the coming home or come home service. And uh, I showed up simply because of Facebook. There was a, a woman that I was connected to through the Baptist church who I didn't know. I didn't know her real well, but I connected with her. So she, uh, she, puts, she announced this service on Facebook. So I'm like, well, I'm coming. That's why I'm coming. And since there's only 60 to 80 people, you know, we, we, uh, she saw me there and we, her daughter was there with her daughter's husband. I don't really know much about her, but she was happy to see, see me. <laughs> I mean, it's one of these things in church people that people are like, well, tell all your friends to come, you know, and maybe only like two or three visitors show up. I don't know, maybe that was the only one. I don't know. So, morning. And uh, so, good service and, and just really mellow. I mean, what a contrast to the Baptist church. I mean, there's like no showy stuff. It's not about the leaders, you know, the, the ego of the leaders. It was just the humble dude just leading the service. And uh, whereas the Baptists and mostly these like non-denominational community churches, it is about the uh, 
It is about the personalities of the leaders. There's a little bit of egotism, being clever and having the right words. So yeah, wow, wow, my eyes are opened. I was just to a new look, a new perspective. Because it's going to a service where people have the intentions of meeting with God, and yet there's no showmanship, there's no fancy stuff. I mean, the music <laughs> was so humble. <laughs> the pastor himself was playing the piano, I think. It's <laughs> just like, so, and then, then they had one woman singing, being the cantor. The cantor is probably one of these fancy words for something. I don't know what. But they obviously don't have a lot of people there. It's a very humble group. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with, with this experience. Um, I don't know. Maybe it would lead somewhere. I was thinking it's for some of my ideas, it's like, maybe that's a great place to start. Like I was thinking now I'm thinking like these small, very small beginnings. Just start small. Yeah. That's Rob Bell. If you ever listen to Rob Bell podcast, he's like, yeah, right. Yeah. You're in on the joke, right? Right. <laughs> I do like Rob Bell. I love Rob Bell. I never met him, but I've seen him a couple times. Pretty funny. So, um, there you go. So small beginnings, the curve, the hymn for the curve. You're all alone. You're all by yourself. Yeah. So, wow, is it chilly out here? I cannot believe it. Chilly willy. And it'll get colder. And I'll, I'll have to start wearing blue jeans. Right now I'm wearing shorts and I'm just kind of, Maybe I should put my hood on. I'm gonna, I'll probably change the sound a bit, maybe. Maybe I covered up the sound. Maybe I can't do that. Or maybe it's better. I don't know. I'm just testing. Testing. One, two, three. We'll do the quality check later and see if hoodie, hoodie podcast today. That was a little better. But I'm walking towards the sun, so it's getting a little warmer. And so what else happened? So I just, I mean, I didn't tell my wife, you know, I've got all these secrets from my wife. <laughs> I have all these secrets from my wife. Like I didn't tell her I was going. And uh, somehow I feel like I have to tell people everything, don't I? Yeah, probably know you should be chuckling because that's pretty much what this podcast is. Telling everyone everything. <laughs> oh, there's no such thing as TMI with me. No such thing. So, yeah, so I'm off doing this thing, having a little bit of a emotional experience because that is my roots. Now, I, I did do the study ahead of time of this, this stupid... Uh, was, and I still don't know the differentiation, like between Wisconsin Synod and the Missouri Synod and the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. You know, they probably have their proud uh, differentiation. And uh, so I just pretty much ignored that. But I, 
ironic, not, not probably not too surprisingly, um, probably 10% at least. I mean, I've only met like five groups of people and I think all of them had connections to Wisconsin, which isn't too surprising, but since it is a Wisconsin synagogue, but again, just like Kentucky and Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina. These are not the centers of, of truth, is it? But they, we bring the cultural stuff with us. So, of course, they had bratwurst for, for the lunch. But it, there could have been an October, a subtle Oktoberfest-themed luncheon. But I, it's it's just it is what it is. I I enjoyed it. I had some free brat, and I oh I met uh, you know because I'm a Green Bay Packer fan, which most of you will probably fall asleep at this point. But it has a family thing with me because my dad's from Green Bay, and so I, everything is about the Packers. Yeah, I'm about the Packers, <laughs> and, and so this one older woman was the uh, hostess. I mean, I, I was like, so I found out she was the hostess for Fuzzy Thurston. Is that a great name? Fuzzy Thurston. Forget that he's a football player. Just think of the name. Fuzzy Thurston. So he had some supper clubs. Supper, the old supper clubs cultural experience in Wisconsin. And Dorothy... Dorothy was the hostess, and so she used to get the phone calls, and so she's got all the Packer stories about the Packers, <laughs> which is great. I mean, I mean, this is, I said, you should write a book. I know the perfect person to talk to, Dorothy. If you want to write a book about your hostess experiences and all the football players coming into Fuzzy Thurston's Supper Club, and Bart Starr and Sherry Starr. She could uh, she could write a little storybook on that. And of course, all the Packer fans might get it, get a kick out of it. Um, so yeah, I, I uh, interacted with people and I, I felt like, really felt like the Holy Spirit was in my um, soul, so to speak. Like I'm just, not talking about myself, just because uh, I mean I can save that for the podcast. <laughs> if I want to talk about myself, shoot, I got I got a podcast I can do that on. I mean I can go forever. <laughs> I do that enough during the week, talking about myself. So yeah, so it was fun just to like just dig into Dorothy's story. Dorothy's son, the family, the history, asking people about about uh, about their what's going on with them, and you can just see it in people's faces when you ask questions, and they just light up from uh, being able to tell their stories, right? So I know you're all aching to tell me your stories, right? I mean, this is you know you just you just. You just dial in or listen to this podcast because you want you just want to tell me your stories. <laughs> but you can't do it. You can't do it right now. Unless you answer the call when I when I ask you to 
be a guest on the podcast. And then, then we can get your story. But you got a story. You're a hero, right? Everybody's a hero. You're a hero. You're overcoming. And I hope I did something on Facebook this morning, which reminds me of that is um, there's a woman in Louisiana, Louisiana, and she's working on helping people communicate. And uh, I commented on her Facebook post. I just, I, I just, it's one of these things that I took the chance. And I'm very sensitive to like how things can be taken different ways. So just the, the whole faith journey and the working on doing something, I don't know, working on doing, working. So the whole work thing, you know, like we, we got to work on it. And I'm kind of like, I want to take the other view, the walking view, just walk in the moment and be filled with the spirit of God and just do everything that you do with that consciousness in yourself to, to give. And giving is not, it's just the little things. It's the smiles. It's the, it's the listening to someone. It's the, just the little interaction. The, and, and you can feel the, God wants us to feel his presence. It's like that, that movie, Chariots of Fire, where, where the, the runner says uh, he feels God's presence when he's running. You know, the, I think his name is Eric Little. But you can, you can have that Eric Little experience every day, right now. You can just look over at your kids or whatever you're doing and say, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a little mental love from my spirit towards these people. And it's like, okay, I'm working. I'm working. I'm doing. You're actually doing it. It's kind of the things that you can't see. You can't no observer. Um, if your mental decision is, okay, I'm going to put this person ahead of myself and ask them questions about their life. You're actually being loving because you're, and you're being humble and you're just, it's just an interaction. But an outside observer won't know that your mental attitude, your mental state is one of a position of, of loving. So I guess I'm coming to the point that's with this Jack to Jesus concept is there's these, these fools, I guess they are, is that they think they can see like there's only certain things that qualify as non-Jack for Jesus, right? And I'm saying you can't see the Jack that people are doing. You can, you can go do some Jack or Jill, I guess it has to be. Do some Jill for Jesus right now. And uh, you can just love somebody. You know, you, and, by, and by that, it's like, how do you prove that? It's like the spirit of God. That's, that's why the walking in the spirit is so amazing. I feel like I'm saying these words, but I don't know if they resonate because I've always said that this whole concept of 
the Holy Spirit is hard to articulate. I don't think anyone's really articulating it. So, yeah, another aha moment yesterday was I was sitting with the guest or the person that Facebooked the invitation. And the first thing, our interaction was kind of like, well, I was reading Eric Metaxas. And I was like, oh, 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 Eric Metaxas, let me pull out my phone. Oh, look, here, I'll show you a picture of me and Eric Metaxas. <laughs> so that was a little bit of selfishness there. But I wanted to make a connection, too, at the same time and say, check this out, man. I was in Berlin, Germany. And that guy, Eric Metaxas, that you like? Yeah, yeah, he was just strolling down the street, the Unter den Linden, probably the most famous street in Berlin. And I was just sitting there. I forgot what I had to eat. <laughs> probably, a, probably a curry verse or something. And uh, ordered that. I look up. I see this guy walking by. And I'm like, Eric Metaxas, I shout real loud. And I, he stops dead in his tracks. It's like, who in Berlin is shouting my name? So he comes over and chats with us for a few minutes. His wife and daughter. So that was so cool. Good old Eric. Eric Metaxas. He's uh, like his Greek father, Leipzig mother. What a great combination. Greeks and Germans. Greeks and Germans. <laughs> Just made me think of the, the current. Hey, there's some dogs out there. Oh, dogs behind the fence. Well, big dogs behind the fence. They're all jealous of Bud. Bud's getting walked. And uh, and that uh, they uh, what was it? Eric Metaxas, Germans, Greeks. Yeah, yeah, it's all happened. I'm out of the German. There was a German Greek at the church today. It must be something, something going there. So I feel better today. I'm, you know, I'm up and down. I'm, I get moody. I'm a moody dude. I'm the moody dude with the moody blues. Something like that. And, uh, so that was that. And then my, the, the big thing was like, okay, I came home and my wife calls me and says, hey, we're, this couple from church wants to go have lunch. You want to go lunch? And I just, I could just sense from the, the tone of my wife's voice that was just was like, kind of like a peace offering. It was like, okay, let's just move on and not argue about complaining. <laughs> so, so our big argument. It's ironic. Our big argument was about complaining, right? So that's a good, it's like a never-ending do loop to argue about complaining, right? Not, no, this passage is not about whether we should or shouldn't complain. It's just a fact that they were complaining. <laughs> so, I don't know. I see some kind of weird connection between complaining and arguing. But anyway, I don't know. I'm not going to analyze that. So anyways, we had peace. We went had some. Peace and peace over pizza. Buddy's pizza. There's even dog connection. There's a Buddy's pizza over here. Buddy's. Buddy's pizza. And but that deep dish Chicago style is the thing. That's better. But we didn't have that. 
so we had peace. Then we went home. Then, then, uh, I had to chill. I was really tired because I was like up, stress, tension, walk the bud, go to church, have an emotional experience, and uh, social experience. I was kind of worn out. But I went and got the pizza. Had that. Had a nice visit for probably like an hour and a half of uh, visiting. And uh, the couple has a a ranch in Colorado. They're trying to sell it in uh, Calistoga Springs or something. I don't know. But they got a a ranch. So. I don't know if it's 12 acres, 7 acres. I don't know it's it sounds really nice. But, uh, yeah, this is for sale if anyone's interested. <laughs> but there's lots of ranches for sale up there. But that, that's an ideal place to be in for Arizona folks. That's where they did the, the last, I don't know, 10 years. They've probably been in Arizona from October to May and then spent June, July. August, September, four to five months up in Colorado. That's that's living there, baby. That's that's sunshine, no snow in Arizona, living. And then you go to Colorado in the summer. What a what a beautiful thing. And. Uh, they don't smoke weed. Like one of the few people in there in Colorado that don't smoke weed. <laughs> They're not doing the weed, man. Um, what else? What else? Uh, oh, what else? What else? So then, oh yeah. So then I come home, and uh, my wife went back to choir, do the choir thing at the Baptist church. So. Uh, yeah, maybe this is eye-opening because it's like, I know there are like not a lot of people at the Lutheran Church. And uh, what tends to happen, I guess I have that frustration with the, the groups, the in-groups, the us and them. Like the Baptists would say, oh, no, they're, they're so old school, Lutheran. You know, oh, we're the better church. We got this. Oh, listen to this pastor. We're, we're at this big mega church. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's all these churches, different sizes, small, medium, large. I guess my Baptist one was probably like a medium. But again, it's, it's just not great performance. And I have the hood down again, so I don't know if that makes it make a different audio effect or not. But... Um, yeah, so, oh, shush and dog, shush doggy, oh yeah, <laughs> sure, <laughs> oh, it's okay, come on bud, velvet, new dog, I don't know velvet, but velvet's a little jealous of bud too, behind the fence. So the us and them, the the groupings, the virtue signaling, the Jack for Jesus. That's just not a healthy place for me. So yeah, that was 
I'm just not going back. There's no point. And we'll just see how it goes. I just don't get it. And uh, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rob Bell. Yeah. So Rob doesn't. Rob says he doesn't do social media. And he doesn't listen to podcasts. Well, look what Rob's missing. He's getting a. He's got a super fan here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I love you, Rob. <laughs> so, Rob, yeah, I don't know. You, you, he's, he did a podcast recently, or someone's like. You know, if you're going to write a book, like a 50,000-page book, you just got to do 100,000 words. Yeah. Yeah, and if you and if you want to do a 45-minute Robcast, yeah, you got to do, like, you know, an hour and a half or two hours of material so that you can do a 45-minute Robcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love the guy. He's got it, and I just can't duplicate his life experience. I mean, he's did the sermons for a long time. I think I'm talking slowly like that because if I'm trying to transcribe something, I put it at half speed. So it's taken me a long time to transcribe the hymn for the curse. <laughs> and, and this may sound disrespectful, but it's it's really meant with all love and honor. Because it, it's a good podcast, the hymn for the curse. There you go. Listen to that hymn for the curve. And, you know, he's he likes that curve. I may have talked about it before. He's, um, I forgot the guy's name already. I got it written down. 1960s. The innovation curve. That you got early adopters, late adopters, mid all these adopters looking at the curve. That's a static. That, or the, the curve moves over time, maybe, as more and more people adopt things. And I like the curve because there's out, I use it a little different way. For the outlier gifts that you all have specialty strengths and gifts that are outliers. And so part of the abundance mentality is simply looking at every person with the idea that they can reach into their calling. Let's say that's some of the, the language people use, their calling what you're here to do, as Rob would say. You're here for something, something for you to do here. So you have outlier gifts of some kind. And and uh, and perhaps the Lutheran church is the extreme of the humble pastor, where the pastor just does his thing. It's not about him. So that's very healthy. Low ego low ego pastor <laughs> it just doesn't it just doesn't attract thousands of people but is that the is that the goal is that the goal to get 
you know, make, you know, build this massive thing. And that, and I guess that's not wrong either, like building a thousand people. Cause I, I see some goodness in there that when done properly, you get a thousand people. And as long as you encourage everyone to do their outlier gifts, you can serve and use your outlier gifts in your church. It's just my experience with the Southern Baptist mentality is there's only teaching, prophecy, guidance, leadership, strategy, ideas from the anointed seminarian graduated people. And they don't see that. They don't think that's true or they don't think that's important or something or just, oh, that's just the way it is because, you know, obviously only the educated, the ones that have spent three or four years studying Greek and Hebrew, you know, that they can be the leaders. Right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds a bit sarcastic, but I do like I love being a robber. The robber. Robcaster. Um so yeah, the gifts. And so I gotta back off and let my wife is enjoying using her gifts there. It's just that there's no room in the inn. It's like a it's like a half body. It's a half body because they they won't reach out and allow other people to use their gifts. And that's okay. There's no there's no point in fighting it. I mean, I just I have to move on and do when I'm here, what I'm called to do. So there you go. Am I owning it? I'm starting to own this thing because we got to own our calling. And we kind of get um, diminished using this business concept. I love this woman, Liz Wiseman. The diminisher or the multiplier. So, and unfortunately, in many, many ways, many ways, the Southern Baptist Convention of that mentality diminishes many people, diminishes me. I'm diminished. You know, I'm just contrarian. I'm so contentious. So I get diminished. I'm diminished. But is that really what God wants to do with people? Just to diminish them because they don't fit in line with the prevailing belief system and structure and what's appropriate. Yeah. No, it's that's that's not it, is it? So that they do have an element of multiplying. So they would say that, oh yeah, well, no, no, we're a multiplying. Because, you know, that multiplication is what the Great Commission is all about. You know, you can see it in the Bible. The, you know, Jesus hung out with 12 disciples and then, and then it multiplied into the whole church. But you know who did the multiplying? It's the Holy Spirit that did. 
not the clever strategies of the seminarian educated men. Quite the contrary, it was John and Peter in Acts 4 that the, that the educated men were surprised that all this activity, all this impact was through uneducated and unschooled, untrained men, Peter and John. And they said, well, they had been with Jesus, but it was with the real Jesus, not the Southern Baptist Jesus, the Jesus guy. No, it was with the real thing. So, yeah, so sometimes we have to use our voice to do the Jesus thing, to contrast the kind of phony representation, the insincere pulling out of the name to uh, influence others. And I have to say, I would read Colossians 2 this morning. And there's some very interesting language that Paul uses in Colossians. And again, you don't, again, it's like, I, I get this feeling, the impression that the many religious leaders use is because like it is, it is the word of God, you know, the holy scriptures we've been given and it's inerrant inspired word of God, which, okay, let's go with it. But do you really read it properly? Do you read it with the idea that, okay, Paul wrote this letter to the Colossians. Who are these guys? Who, you know, just ask the question. Who are these guys? What, what is Colossians? What is, what is, who are these people? And you look at it and you go like, okay, well, Kala, Colossa, or however you pronounce it is, I don't know, it's probably 60 to 120 miles away from Ephesus. And there's this town Laodicea nearby. And Paul's just writing to these dudes. Like, I don't even know if he's been there at all, but because um, you know, he's like, I don't know if I've even seen your guys' faces, but he's writing to them. He's like church there, believers there, people that are touched by the Holy Spirit there. And my thing is the Paul writes to him. He's not telling him like, oh, you need to appoint elders and overseers. You know, you guys are, you really need this leadership. No, he just writes a letter to a whole group of people and he doesn't talk at all about elders, overseers. He does that later in his life when he's writing to Timothy. And and yet the, the, the church religious organization loves first and second Timothy and Titus because that like gives them their entitlement program of telling you whether you're doing Jack for Jesus or not doing Jack for Jesus. The double negative, I guess that would be. So not doing Jack for Jesus is what I call doing Jill. For Jesus, because <laughs> I think the whole the whole construct and judgment by these people is just is so unhelpful. That attitude that we've got it figured out. We are Germans, not you. Um, 
shout out to Jan Bumerang. Um, tough reference, which I won't go into, but anyway. Um, yeah, so let's wrap it up. It's still chilly out here. A 44-minute podcast. And last shout out to Rob Bell is, yeah, so I just, you know, I spent zero time preparing for this 45-minute podcast. Is there, or did I spend my whole life? Ah, deep philosophical thought. Maybe I've spent 50 years preparing for this podcast. So, yeah, so uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. What's so the so what today is little things. You can go do them right now. You can just go look at your children in the eye, look at your spouse, your neighbor, shopping, whatever you're doing. Just do it. Look at another human being, the Imago Dei, as they say, the image of God. Just pause, look at them in the face, look at them in the eyes. And in just five seconds, you make a connection and just express a love to them. And that pleases God, right? I mean, that just that is doing the work, doing the work. It's doing. It's so let's celebrate the small things and start with the small and let it grow and become more frequent in your life so wow there you go i think that's that's the so what and then now what is just go do it go do that go do that you you know do that with a you know i hate the i hate the word intentional and lean into it because i just feel like no i don't want to be manipulated by anybody so you just do it that's the now what just do a little love and that is your um, sacrifice or your spiritual service of worship it's it's loving people right love your neighbor as yourself and there you go grace and peace and we all need some mercy as well mercy is what is God doing in the background? Like God's probably doing something in the background that we don't even know about, right? So I need a job, and people are thinking about, well, do we want to hire this clown? Is he a clown? Is he? He doesn't seem to be a clown, but you know, when we talk to him, he turns off all his clown stuff when we talk to him. But but maybe really, he's a clown. <laughs> And again, I feel I feel like a smartass, but that that's okay. It's just it's just a matter of percentage is how you break it down. Are you ninety percent smart and ten percent ass, or are you forty percent smart and sixty percent ass? I don't, you know, it's it's sort of perception is reality. I hate that expression. All right, so you guys have a wonderful now what? Okay, go do your now what's. And then we'll pick it up later. Bye.